Hey, God Watch community. Welcome back to the show. Hey, today I have the honor to bring to you a young couple. Uh, their name is Libby and Mason Vanderpool. And I've known them for quite a while and I asked them to sit down with me because I know sometimes we've been married for a little while, you've been in a relationship for a little while and those things just kind of become second nature. So I thought, you know, let's sit down with somebody who was recently married and talk to them about how they got there and what their dreams are for their relationship. Because I know sometimes it's really easy to just fall into that idea that it's just the same old, same old and not have a direction. And I think that that's one thing that we can really take from, you know, people in that, that newlywed type idea is, uh, what are you doing? You know, and so that's one of the things that we kind of approach in the show. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Libby and Mason Vanderpool. Libby Mason, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming and spending some time with me today. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome. Excited to be here. So I have had the opportunity to know you guys for quite a while, right? I mean, you guys are like grown adults now. I've known yeah. you since like in sophomore in high school. Very like long that. time. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. The people listening might not know you, probably don't know you. Would you just kind of give us a little bit about you so they can know who they're listening to? I'm Libby. I'm Mason. And we're both from Ankeny and we graduated together from Ankeny High School. We started dating when we were, he was, Mason was a sophomore and I was a junior. We just started going to youth group together and taking life one day at a time. Eventually I went to college, Iowa State. Yeah, never really moved away from Ankeny. You can talk about yourself. All right, so, <laughs> you're doing good. So I went to DMAC for two years and I'm currently enrolled at Grandview and I have a week and two days left. Look at that. What are you studying? Mm -hmm. Marketing and management. All right. What did you end up? Accounting or something? Accounting and finance, yeah. Everything? Everything. <laughs> Being together from such a young age, like that's got to be something I definitely can't relate to. You know, I mean, I didn't meet my wife until we were in our late 20s and, and move on from there. And so how do you think that that has affected you guys? I mean, do you think it's made it stronger or, you know, are there things that you think there was beneficial to from being together at such a young age? I think one of the most beneficial things is that we've just grown up together. And I think that that's one of the most special things about our relationship is that a lot of people don't meet until they're later in life and sometimes even later than in their 20s. And so the fact that like we've gotten, we've had so long to get to know each other and that truly we've grown up together. I mean, we graduated high school together, we graduated college, with each other by our side and yeah, we've just done a lot of life together and that just makes it nice. It makes it more comfortable to know that, you know, he knows, I mean, he truly knows more about me than I know about myself. <laughs> I think I can safely say that. I think, I think most uh, husbands who say that that is not a true <laughs> statement are lying. <laughs> you know. So you've been there with the milestones with each other. You've seen those things. How have you guys, when you talked about growing together, you know, in, in relationships that I've had, especially in, in friendships and, and different people that I've known, 
it's been amazing to me to see how my life has taken one trajectory and you know we start at the same place but theirs goes a different way is there a way that you guys can make sure that you're always headed in the same way and you know i mean the going to college and graduating i mean that's a that's a really developmental time yeah i mean i see a lot of people really make drastic life changes and having worked with high school kids and people who were in that age group it's you know amazing to me to see how some you know especially the high school to college transition they head out of high school they go to college and it seems like they go one way or the other they were <laughs> moderately good kids in high school and they either become really good students or they just decide that college isn't for them and decide to take paths that probably right. aren't the, the best how do you guys stay focused on that especially in college for us it wasn't as we didn't have the typical college experience very non-traditional. Why, why do you say that? Neither one of us lived on campus. Ever? We, yeah. <laughs> either either way, we lived at home until, I mean, I moved out about a month and a half before we got married. Yeah. So we both lived with our parents the entire time until we got married. We never were really in the, like, typical college scene, like going out to bars and all that kind of stuff. Our friend group really helped because a lot of our friend group was from youth group and everything like that. So a lot of us had the similar goals down the road to not go down those paths so we were able to like check and balance each other. It's like kind of peer support. Yeah. And the fact that I mean like the two of us were doing the same things it made it easy to go down the same roads. Like we're both in school going for different things but we're both still having to go to class, having to work, stuff like you that. You understand the other has to study, the other has to right. do this because mm-hmm. you're going to have to do the same thing. Right. So, so I guess now everybody knows that you are married. It's come up. Mm-hmm. How long have you been married? Um, eleven months. Eleven months. Okay. See, that's good. You September. Guys still still <laughs> a honeymoon period. We have been I think since we started dating. Forever oh, been honeymoon. I'm gonna be honest. So <laughs> listen to you. Listen, I I think I'm going on seven years. It's still honeymoon. It's still right. nice. Oh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me just to see. I mean, you guys have out married some people that I know. I know people who have been married wow. and divorced in three months. The couple that I'm thinking of in particular, I mean, they went into it thinking a marriage was going to fix issues that they already had. And, yeah. You know, at least from from my experience, and and you know, maybe you guys can relate, but. Sometimes that only amplifies the things, you know, Mm -hmm. you move in together, you get, you know, everybody's got the little quirks and things that the other does and you have to learn to adjust. If you already are having issues, I think it's only going to make it worse. One of the big things that we went through marriage mentoring at the church to be able to get married there and it was great. But one of the things I remember most is that they say that getting married, your partner shouldn't complete you. You should be complete going into the marriage. So you can't go in like thinking that it's going to fix everything. You need to be okay with who you are, the way you are, before you can get married. See, and I think that, at least in my case, getting married a little bit later in life, I think that that was something that was nice because I already, we both were already established. We mm-hmm. already had careers and directions we were going, and that person just came in to help not complete us, but to help make it a you know I, I look at my marriage as a team it's a like, benefit rather than yeah, a completion people always say oh, are, you, are you guys alike or are you guys different well 
more we're alike in some ways and we're right. drastically different in so many others thinking about the conversation sitting down with you guys i was kind of putting a little bit of thought into it and, and i was thinking that about that and kind of that our core beliefs are the same but my wife has a lot of skills that i don't have i'm good at working i'm good at you know <laughs> doing doing things and, mm-hmm. and getting things done and she's really good at the emotional side and the the caring about people you know like i'm a horrible friend you know like i might tell you i'm gonna call you i'll probably forget but you know my wife will be she'll be on it hey we were supposed to go meet some you know we're going to meet somebody tuesday and she'll remind me because she knows i'm not going to remember unless it's yep. on my calendar 100 i have to rem- i have to be reminded so been married for 11 months mm-hmm. yeah how so you you went through the church you went through these things do you guys before you were married did you have something to model your relationships after i would say we more so had a lot of things not to model our relationship yeah they were (laughs) anti-models a lot of things to not do we i kind of understand that too you know i mean coming from broken home at a young Mm -hmm. age different things like that bounce it back and forth it's not always the best environment for kids to learn these behaviors you know i mean mm-hmm. it's you know growing up with a with a single mom she's got a lot of other things on her plate you know what i mean and and, and knowing single moms now i don't know how they do it you know with two, the two kids that i have i couldn't do it alone i mean if you have to i suppose you can but, you find a way man but just not having that team and that other person to rely on that makes it difficult mm-hmm. and i don't i don't envy that that life one bit and i mean you can't give anything but credit to these to these women and, and men who are able to run these houses by themselves but you know sometimes yeah, I, I understand what you mean by sometimes you model stuff differently you right. know and, and in the conversations that i've had with other people that we're going to have on the show, um, different, different things where they were abusive, you know, they were, you know, mentally, verbally, physically, um, and how to keep the kids from, you know, and they're older as they've grown in age, they've realized that these things are not positive. And a lot of times it's Uh taken divorces and jail and different things for them to, to come to that conclusion. But how do you stop that cycle? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that's important, at least for me, to work on my marriage so that I know that it is going to maintain because, and I, I have to work, you know, I mean, for, you know, my, my wife is a way better person than I am, you know, and, and sometimes I feel like I, I let her down and I don't know if you guys have experienced that yet. I mean, probably even in dating because you guys have dated for so long, but it's so much worse when you let them down than when... Like know, a regular person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the modeling side of things, you, you kind of are, are freewheeling it. Yep. You're just making it up as you go, or do you kind of look at certain things that have happened in your life and say, I'm going to do the opposite, or pick and choose? I mean, do you have other adult relationships that you look at and you see how those are interacting? Yeah, I would say that our, probably like we have our close relationships that are maybe not so great, like models of what relationships should look like but we've also had a really a lot of positive relationships come out of that both from our family and from our church family that have more so showed us like how we should be 
communicating with each other and how we should be loving each other. And I think that a big part of that comes from our church family, but also just from a very young age. So I remember just dating in high school, and I was the busy one. I was constantly going, constantly doing something from here to there, trying to get the next best scholarship and get into college and do well. And Mason really dealt with that through all of that. And so ever since high school, we've really just taken it truly one day at a time. Like, we'll just see where this goes and we'll love each other along the way and we'll be there for each other and support each other and whatever happens, happens. I mean, that's really kind of... And we've kept doing that since day one and got us to a pretty good spot. See, I think, and I think that's neat because how many people do you see that are making plans for, well, next year I'm going to do this and six months, this is where I'm going to be. There's nothing but the stress and the stuff that's involved in that. And, you know, me, not so much relationship wise, I, I don't relate to the time frames, but in, in business and different things like that, I'm always shooting for that next goal mm-hmm. right? you know i have a i have a goal that i'm trying to reach and how am i gonna put forth that effort and right i think in the relationship side of things i never really thought about it like that things that you want to do to make your spouse happy the things that you do you know that makes them unhappy you're trying to change <laughs> just to be able to just hey today i'm really gonna do this mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like such a large adjustment or change you have to succeed for one day right next day you wake up and you only have to succeed for one day so i think that that's that's really neat to take away so i think about work every (laughs) day is a day closer to retirement (laughs) so (laughs) you're too young for that i've got fourteen thousand days left now how old are you guys now 22 22 23 i'm a little bit older (laughs) fun in the idea of having these this relationship that you guys are are taking a day at a time and are living out and doing these how how is it a something that you can stay positive about? is there anything that you guys do that you have together you have a routine you have something that you, you know is pushing you to to do good for each other that you do together what do you guys find enjoyment in like that anytime we can do anything together i mean <laughs> we don't really have a whole lot of time just because you're busy. To do stuff like that. We're still busy. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in school, so I've got class Tuesday nights till like 9.15, so I get home till like 9.30, and by that time I'm exhausted from the day and I want to go to bed. And usually she's already halfway asleep, so that's fine. Um, but, you know, there's like homework. We both have work to do. Um, she's studying for her CPA stuff. I've got like licenses I have to get through work. So we, we both have a lot of things going on, so... Sitting down, having dinner together. The relaxing night on the couch. Yeah. Just yeah. literally anytime we can do anything. We started carpooling, and that's great. That's been awesome. Yeah. Just been able to talk on the way to work, even though it's only like 20 minutes, but... 20 minutes is both ways. Right. Right. That's 40 that. minutes more a day. Better than nothing, so... That it is. I know that you guys take it one day at a time, right? Mm-hmm. But how... I mean... When you look down the road, like I look and, and my grandparents, they married for 50 years, you know, oh. and, and my, my uh, other side, the grandparents, that, you know, they're still, still alive, both of them, they've been married for over 50 years. And I think that that is an amazing accomplishment. 
you know, oh, yeah. and for, Very. you know, for not being married until a little bit later, if I make it to 50, somebody's going to have to be pushing <laughs> me in, a, in my walker. But, uh, you know, just to think of spending that much time with somebody and doing that, you know, that's kind of a, a dream. I, w- I would love to be able to spend that much time with my wife and my family mm-hmm. and all things good health and, and all of those things considered. I mean, do you guys still think about those things? I mean, do you guys still think like, these are the things that I want out of my marriage? These are the things that I dream of and, and want? We're glaring at each other because we, <laughs> we talk about that all the time. I mean, even though we do take it one day at a time and we view our relationship very simple, very simplistic in nature and that like, you know, we just love each other for who we are and take life one day at a time, but we also love to like dream about the future, so. So what would your dreams be? Like, what do you guys dream about? She's a planner. I'm a planner. So we've got, we've got time frames for everything. So like so ideal childbearing years, oh, yeah. ideal yeah. house buying years. I mean like, it's still, you can still fund a dream and to talk about, but yeah, I mean like we've talked about, obviously right now we're kind of looking at buying a house and diving into that. And one of the things that we love to talk about in buying a house is future children. And even though we don't really want them until a little, we want them, but later down the road, just so we're a little bit more prepared, both in every way, mentally, emotionally, (laughs) financially. Um, But it's fun to look at that and think, you know, the house that we buy is where we're going to have our children together. And... I think that's something that we've both known that we wanted for a very long time. I mean, we've both talked about before, even before we got engaged, how we knew that we wanted to marry each other, that eventually life would take us down that road, but we would be patient until we got there. And I told her very early on that I knew I wanted to marry her. Like like you've known her for a week and like you feel like I will marry her. No, it was was like (laughs) six months in. So I mean, I... I, I mean, I was 15 at the time still, but I was like, it's going to happen, by the way. So. And I was kind of like, okay. You <laughs> know, like, like this was guy's it? a little weird. Like, sure, it will. But Whatever. you know, there's always that one point where you kind of realize, like, wow, this really is going to be the man that I marry. And I, for us, obviously, it happened at a very young age. And I think that kept us viewing, like, that didn't really change our relationship. Like, we still viewed it in a very simple way. And. You love me, I love you, we're who God made us, and that's what we love about each other. See, and it's, I think it's neat that you guys take that time and, and plan, and you know, I, I hear from a lot of people, like, you know, especially the kids thing. Like, oh, I'm gonna wait till I'm financially stable to have kids. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Nobody is ever financially stable to have kids. And that's that, why we set a date. Is that it? We have a time and we're, we'll make it work at that time. Yeah. So we might not be as ready as we want to be because you probably never are, but. You know, and, and kind of all things in God's plan, really. Right. I mean, because we we waited years in trying and, and struggling mm-hmm. to have kids. So you got to remember that, that there's, a, there's a time frame that's not set by us, too. So, and just being able to kind of accept that for what it is because um, it, be, it can be troubling, it can be challenging. Um, the other the other part the emotional the emotional part with kids is is funny you know I remember I loved hanging out with my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. you know 
fun, we'd wrestle, we'd play, we'd watch movies, they'd curl up and fall asleep on the couch and they'd do these things. And I thought, man, yeah, I remember at my wedding, we had this little video and they were like, how many kids do you want? And I was like, I want a ton of kids. Like, if, I could, if I could have a whole football team of kids, that's what I want. And then I had a kid. And I didn't know what I did wrong. Question having a second one. I remember probably three weeks after we've come home, and the baby's crying, and I don't know what to do, and I realized that even though I have all these nieces and nephews, I've never changed the diaper. And this kid wakes up every two hours, like, what What am I doing? And so we've been sleep deprived, and my wife far more than I, she was a, a saint. But uh, I called up a buddy of mine, and I kind of talked to him through through the things that were happening and, and through the, the pregnancy and got to kind of bounce ideas off of and, and calm me down at times. And I called him and I just started going off and kind of getting heated with him because I was like, why didn't you tell me this was so hard? Like, <laughs> like it's his fault. <laughs> like it was his fault, you know? I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, because he never would have had kids. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and then after our second, you know, it, it's, by then you kind of have it figured out, you know what you're doing and, you know, things, things aren't near as challenging, but, uh, you know, now they're getting older, you know, I got the three and four now yeah. and man, this is a fun age. You know, I wasn't the, wasn't the best when they were little, I'll admit it. And, but now they're at the age where we can go fishing and we can go play. They want to help me build things and they want to, mm -hmm. you know, hang out and tell me about their days and they're like <laughs> real people. <laughs> more diapers in the house right. eat real food <laughs> so it's yeah fun. it's it's fun it's neat that first while is definitely definitely stressful <laughs> yeah, i can do the four and older it's it's younger than that that i that i'm worried about does, does libby know this oh yeah we oh, talked yeah. about it he wants to like come in when they're already four years old but that's just not yeah, gonna happen I wanna, you know <laughs> i want them to be ours i just want to kind of Step back, and then when they're four, they're like, hey, here I am. But that's not the way it's going to work. So so what about, you know, obviously before all this stuff happens, this is down the road for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you guys have plans to, I mean, traveling, visiting people, doing things? Are there are there things that you want to do before this happens? I mean, things that you can do to enjoy together? A house is probably the, the, big one. the biggest one. Um, we've got a couple of trips planned, so... This year, we're going to California. Not really a vacation. We're going for a wedding, but we're going to enjoy the second half of the time that we're there as, you know, more of a vacation. Uh, next year, going to Rocky Mountain High. That'll be our vacation for the... As, a, as an adult sponsor? We're thinking we're going to work. You're going to work? As yeah. staff, yeah. As staff at Rocky Mountain. I always thought that would be a lot of fun. It's a sponsor lot of fun. Sponsor spots are pretty coveted for our church, so... And because we're the most junior in the high school... We don't have any children of our junior, own. Yeah. So... <laughs> we haven't been high school sponsors before. We have no children going, so... We figure staff is probably the best way to go. We'll let the other people go, and we'll go some other time. Now it's Estes Park, Colorado. Is yep. that right? Yep. So. YMCA the Rockies. Nice. So, I remember we went... I, I went with you guys. Mm -hmm. 2011. 2011. Yep. So, so since then, I mean, that was really a fun, I remember that, and it was a fun time and a real time for people's faith to grow. 
Have you guys done other trips like that? I mean, more serving type trips or anything? I mean, do you guys get involved in any of that stuff? So after that one, Libby had graduated, um, but I was still in high school. So I went on a mission trip my senior year to California. Okay. Um, so way out ministries? Yep. 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 And we did that 2010. We went together. And then prior to that, she had gone by herself. So we each went one year together and one year on our own. Um, so now, which, which one was better? Don't, uh, no, don't answer. It's all right. <laughs> together. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, yeah. really. Yeah, it was, it was way more fun together. And then we worked this past Rocky Mountain High in 2014 as staff. Um, and that was really cool. That was a really different experience, yeah. I think. Because obviously when you go and participate, you grow in your faith a lot and you get a lot closer to the people that you're with. Yeah. But then going as staff, it's kind of a different perspective. Like you're not participating, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, you can still get a, so much out of it. And I mean, the for grades us, are different. Yeah. It was more about serving the participants and the staff. Like I was really. Helping them grow as much as we can. Yeah. See, and I think that's neat because. I remember, I've only been that one time, and I remember watching the staff that was there and thinking how fun it would be, because they drive around on four-wheelers through mm-hmm. campus, you oh, know? Yeah. And they have guys Golf carts. all night long. And so you drive around and you bust kids. That was me. That was Mason. <laughs> Security team. That, that is the only, that's so much fun. That would be so much fun. Carrying the high-powered flashlights and... There you go. Yeah, we found some, some activities outside of the dorms and stuff like that. See, that's yeah. that's why you see it, and, and Libby sees it as the the building blocks of right. Christian youth. Well, you know, I mean, I mean it's all, all in good fun. They always say summer camps are where where stuff happens. Is that it? Oh, well, yeah, that's what they say. You know, watch out! <laughs> Evidently, I never got to go to summer camp yeah. Me either. <laughs> but um, some of the others, I mean. You guys have participated with Joppa and different things like that mm-hmm. here yep. locally too, right? Mm-hmm. What else? What other things do you guys do around here? And do you do them together? Pretty much everything is usually together. So yeah. now, Joppa, and is there any other groups that you guys are really working with? I mean, Junkyard's the okay. Junkyard's the main one. So. And then, I mean, we both serve kind of individually in the church. So Mason has done security team, and I used to work with um, elementary school kids on Sundays. And so that was just... Those were two kind of like our individual activities where like I really liked working with kids and he liked I don't. doing yeah, he just didn't. <laughs> but yeah. So junkyard being the high school um, youth group. Yep. because uh, I was a sponsor there too for uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you guys are both doing that now? Yep. We've moved up through from sixth and seventh grade. Jeez. With the same same age group or same okay. grade. same incoming group, right? So yeah. we started two years in sixth and seventh grade, two years in eighth and ninth grade, and now this is our first year in high school with ten through twelve. So, so you've been with pretty much the same kids. Yeah, for you'll be with them for going on maybe the years, entire time six years. Then. Yeah, I was in, I was an intern my senior year also, and I think I was a sponsor for part of the time when Libby wasn't. I think during sixth and seventh grade, and she was doing the children's ministries thing, and I figured she would like it. So, plus, it it kind of sucked not being able to see each other on Wednesdays. Like you know, at that time, she was going to Iowa State, I was going to DMAC, 
we didn't really get to see each other that often anyway. So I was like, well, why don't, why don't you come no, with me? It's no it's, fun it's when fun. your spouse gets to go to Junkyard, which is the place that we've loved so much yeah. growing up, like in high school. It's no fun when he gets to go and I don't. And I just miss that yeah. Wednesday night. And then when you come back as a sponsor, you just realize how much you really missed it and how you get to be that like awesome person that kids look up to for like a model of so many things of faith and of character and it's, it's so it's so awesome so that must be how you see me 100 percent. pretty much <laughs> <laughs> we still idolize you phil all right listen to this. you don't gotta lie i think one of the things that i me and me and miranda we've served in a lot of places together we've traveled to central america done different missions we've um, work with Hope here and Joppa here, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the different little groups that, that we've done. And there's a, there's a gentleman, I don't, do you guys know who Bobby Depper is? I don't. He, he just moved, he is, he's just a guy. He was a homeless guy who has made his mission to work with the homeless. <laughs> and he sometimes has housing insecurities and health problems and you know all of these things and he's not a nonprofit. he just dedicates time and effort into having people make donations and so a lot of people give him gift cards and different things and first when i first heard about this guy i was like i don't know about this like yeah you know and and after looking into it and reading I mean, the guy does fantastic stuff and he's got a great story i mean i hope I hope someday, I know he's been a little under the weather, but I hope someday that I can sit down and kind of learn more about him from him. Um, but one of the things that I found in in us serving together was it's brought us together. Do you guys feel the same way? That when you do these things together, it, it tightens that bond. And for, you know, I think that Honduras has definitely been impactful for us too. Um, we traveled there for quite a few years and got to know people, but in seeing sometimes the poverty, you know, and even here with the homeless and and different people that we've been with, um, seeing the poverty and the struggles that some people go through really make our struggles seem kind of minor. And and Mm -hmm. when we experience it together, it makes it so that we both realize, you know, we really have it really good. You know, our, our, our struggles and our problems really aren't that big of a deal right right you know do you guys do you guys experience that same thing is there is there any place that you've been or kind of gone that has really made that impact for you i think everywhere we've served together i mean whether it be mission trips or rocky mountain high or just in our church every week i think joppa right doing homeless outreach i think it's just i mean it's so like you said just impactful to see to serve alongside each other and to I don't know it's it's a cool thing to see your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever their label whatever label you want to put on it um just to see them serve others and to be selfless and not not just serving you know in the same way like we're not just handing out food together but when you're doing different things that's also kind of cool so I do what I'm good at and he does what he's good at and it just it's it's a cool experience and it definitely makes you think about how blessed we are and how blessed we've been to have the lives and to grow up where we have and I mean yeah it it makes you think about 
how little every other people might have. There's definitely eye-opening stories, like Joppa, for example. There's year stories about guys who got into drinking and gambling, lost all their money, lost their entire families. Now they're living out homeless, haven't seen their kids in years, and stuff like that. And we, you know, we talked about how oh, the biggest problem we had was. I mean, yeah, we have nothing to relate to. No, I mean, truly. nothing even close to that. There's been zero. Like the closest thing we had was like, oh, well, we didn't save as much this month as we wanted to, or. Not gonna, not gonna lose the house. Right. right. I mean, there's, you know, not, there's savings, nothing like savings that. Savings isn't what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. There might be like, oh, you know, the the brakes on my car needed to be replaced. So we had to pay for that. I mean, nothing compares to like what some of the, some people have been through in their lives, and it's it's eye opening to think about. Okay, well, yes, it sucks having to pay for the money that we just spent on that, but we have a car. Like we have we have a place to live. We have, we each have a car. I mean, there's there's a lot that we're blessed with yeah. and I think that's it's nice to be able to know that huh. you know I mean, how many times do we see you know people just kind of have I think that sometimes you know they, you look at people who sometimes don't see a lot of value in in the things that they have or themselves or the other things around them I think it leads to a lot of emotional negativity. You know what I mean? The, a lot of the people I see who, who really don't value themselves and the thing around them, a lot of times I see the depression and the anxiety. I mean, I'm, I still got a little anxiety, but, you know, it's not... Doesn't everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the ability to be able to, to recognize what you have and be positive about those things, I think, is is vital it even circles back to that idea we talked about at the beginning where you know you're a complete person you know your your spouse doesn't complete you, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're responsible for making sure that you are the person that you want to be and making sure that you can do everything you can to lift your spouse up mm-hmm. i think that i know that without my without my wife i would not have accomplished the things in life that i have i, oh, yeah. I mean I look back. I didn't. I didn't believe I was capable of of doing you know half of the things that I've done. She really just pushed me and said, "If you want to do it, go do it." Before kids and things like that, we both you know had had decent jobs, and she supported me you know while I went out and pursued a business. Now we're fortunate enough that she can stay at home with the kids, but that was a that was a scary thing when you just decide, hey. I'm going to go do this. But mm-hmm. now I have somebody who's supporting me and backing me up. And most importantly, somebody who believes I can accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Because even if I don't believe it, she believes it. And yeah. now i got to make sure that it happens. Like we were talking about, it's way worse, I think, letting down your husband, your wife, than it is letting down yourself. Right. You know, so. That's been like, college for me is the main example. Ever since high school, I've hated, I've hated school. I hated going. I just, nothing about it that I enjoy. I struggle to find like interest there. So from a, from a very young age, I would much rather go to work. So like when I got my first part-time job at 14, I would much rather have gone to work than gone to middle school at that time. <laughs> hated it. And so, you know, in high school, again, still hated it, but Libby was able to, to push me into college and has been like, she's the only reason that I've, that I'm going to get my degree. Like, 100% honesty, if she like wasn't pushing me into doing that, I would not have finished DMAG. I'd probably be working at Hy-Vee full-time 
in the produce department doing something that I really don't like there either. Kind of menial right. task. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, without her pushing me to do more, like, I, I think that I'm capable of doing it, but she knew that I was capable of doing it, and she was able to, to push me, even though I still question sometimes whether or not I was able to. She was able to still, like, convince me that I was. Um, yeah. She knows you better than yep. you know yourself. Right? <laughs> No, I think that that's, I think that that's neat. I mean, I think that having that, those ideas and the ability to, to recognize that sometimes that person is right. I mean, how often is it that me, 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 I'm, I'm right. I know what I'm doing. I know what I want to do. Well, just take a step back and realize, uh, you're probably wrong. (laughs) We look at the faith the same way. You know what I mean? Like how often do we want to control that? You know what I mean? And me 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 well sometimes god has a plan and you're not gonna mess it up those are the it's really hard to just to let god do that i know because i want to know what the plan is sometimes it's really hard to let your wife do that yeah well it's not that hard (laughs) that's i mean i'll admit she's usually right so I, i learned that pretty early on that for the most part if she if she thinks that's the way we should do something that's the way we should probably do it because that's probably married for 11 months. I mean, <laughs> she's usually right. So, I mean, but it, she can at least explain her reasoning. So that's a little easier to trust her. God's not going to explain his reasoning. So it's harder to to just be like, okay, you know, whatever you want to do. Because he's not going to say, great, this is why I think that. Yeah. Whereas if I say, well, why do you think that? She'll tell me why and I'll say, okay, good point. It's difficult. It is difficult. Um, even even that idea that you get married, you combine, you're kind of one person now. And not only does God drive that individual, it drives that marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now, well, why is God doing this to us? You know what I mean? We want this. You know, I know that, you know, when we were when we were struggling to have children, it was that way. Like you know, it's not by works, but you know, we're doing all this stuff. We're living this life that we're supposed to live. We're, you know, we're producing fruit, you know, we're doing, doing the things that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yet we still aren't blessed. And, and that was a really hard time, you know, because I had to really just put it out to God and say, Hey, you know, whatever you want from mm-hmm. us, we're going to do. And I remember we, uh, we were in the mountains in Honduras and we were driving and it's a one lane dirt road and we're in like this big truck. Sketch. Totally sketchy. Yep. And so we're driving up this mountain cliff and another car comes pulling down and you can't, you have to like back and move and position so two cars can even go by each other. Right. And uh, it ended up being another group of Americans and we were like, what is going on? What are the chances? What are the chances? You know, I mean, because you don't hear a lot of English where we go. And uh, so it was nice to be able to talk with them for a minute. And somehow, I don't remember how everything kind of went down, but um, they ended up being with a group um, out of Florida. And it was a, a group that was, I mean, they weren't all from Florida, but the organization that they were from was from Florida. And uh, they were trying to start a nursing college in Honduras. Hmm. And, and so we got talking with them and they were like, you know what we really need is somebody who builds curriculum for nursing college students. 
interesting. Across, you know, <laughs> and so we kind of stepped back and looked at it, and you know, my wife builds curriculum and teaches at <laughs> a nursing college, and we were like, huh. how much more? Does you know does God have to hit us in the face yeah. before we realize we have to do something? I'm putting that one right in front of you. And so we decided, hey, if this is gonna happen, this you know we don't have kids, we don't have anything. Let's go to Honduras, and we were ready to go. I mean, all these people had to do was call and say it's opening, and uh, they ended up we ended up finding out that they the money they were gonna use to start the college, they built a radio station. And so they didn't need us anymore. And so we were kind of like, huh, like, you know, what's this about? <laughs> and then uh, the next time we went back, we uh, spent some time and talked with, you know, different people down there and um, came home and next thing we're having a baby. I mean, you know, it was just kind of no. interesting how you got to step back and pretty much let, you know, got to trust what you're going to do and I'm going to do what you do. And then we got these blessings and I think that I talk about children as blessings but when you know you guys have seen my kids they're mm -hmm. oh yeah they're rowdy you know <laughs> can't miss them you can't miss them <laughs> whenever they get that <laughs> well, i don't know but uh but it's funny in our house when one of us gets frustrated the kids are being crazy the other one will just look at him and go children are a blessing from the lord and <laughs> it's just like this little little joke that we had because for a long time when it was we were struggling we were like referred to them as blessings and then sometimes we have to remind ourselves that they're blessings so, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah it's it's fun though I, I really I really enjoy it so now did I hear right that you guys are actually working with young couples that are thinking about getting married getting married doing some doing some stuff like that not yet not yet so, um, so but that's the plan doing? okay we're still in training. Getting a little I mean, more, getting a little, getting yeah. a, year, a year under your belt before you get out. Yeah. You can't, I mean, we have joined the marriage mentoring team at our okay. church. We were asked by our friends who actually marriage mentored us when we were engaged, which is a stepping stone to being married at the church. Um, and so, yeah, we, you have to go through a little bit of training of like you know discussion and things like that before you actually get FaceTime with a couple. They're like, have you so, had a real fight? Have you guys really had a fight? You got You got to fight. To be honest, most of it's online training. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just really it's like more how so to like how to facilitate right. discussions with couples. It's like yeah. how to be a like physically how to be a mentor. Not really like you personally. Not, not a therapist. Right. Right. Yeah. That evidently is more so up to the people who invite you to be mentors. They just trust that you. You can do it. You just need to take this class. So we just got to take a class. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, the mentor thing like that in the church, I've never done. But, you know, obviously the high school youth group I did. And <laughs> I remember, um, I had no clue what I was doing. I've never done anything like this before. I didn't mm -hmm. grow up in a church. I didn't go to a youth group. I went once. They asked me to leave. So I did, and that was my experience. <laughs> that was it. I never knew that when you were our youth youth leader. <laughs> yeah, there's things you don't tell the kids while you're there. It was brought up. Yeah, yeah you weren't there. That day. Oh. But uh, I remember, I remember them telling me, "Don't worry, when you the kids don't like new people. They don't know you. They're not gonna pick you." And you know what? I was fortunate that those kids. I had some rowdy ones. Some some uh, some kids that were a little a little difficult to deal with when I had no clue what I was doing and going into it I just made it up as I went 
Fake it till you make it. Fake it till <laughs> you make it. That's, that was it. Parenting, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, exactly. You're ready. But, uh, you know, I think in the idea of, of you guys working with young couples and people thinking about getting married, you know, with the high school that I worked with, I think I always tried to treat them as adults. Mm-hmm. To the point where I know there was people who were sometimes unhappy with the things that I would say, you know what I mean? The the way that I would that I would talk to kids because I would talk to them like they were my friend. I mean there were right. still boundaries that you you can't really cross and things that are inappropriate for high school conversation. But you know, I, I talked to them like they were my friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I remember one time I a parent got mad because I told the kid that college wasn't for everybody. And I personally believe that it's not. There's a lot of other options out there. You know, as being somebody in the trades, you can always make a living if you can work with your hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Military is always an option, you know, different things like that. And, you know, the kid wasn't a good student, was stressed out because he didn't know how to take an SAT, ACT, struggled to get through high school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I didn't go to college until I was out of school for three or four years. It was the best thing I ever did because it gave me time to grow up. It gave me time to mature. You know, I wasn't, I barely, you know, I barely made it through high school. It's embarrassing now. I had somebody ask me for a transcript from high school and I had to carry it in and I was like, wow, what did I do? You know, but then my college transcripts, I'm going to laminate them and put them on the wall because they looked really good. And so... I think that just that honesty and, and those things that you can bring to those and, and the experiences are going to be so critical with, with young couples because, I mean, do you guys think that, do you think that, I mean, obviously you guys are younger than I am. Do you think that young couples enter into marriage on a regular basis with the right mindset? I mean, I just see, you know, we, we see so many people, so much broke going on in people and going on in relationships and being in the church i mean divorce happens in the church Mm -hmm. you know what i mean these Mm -hmm. negative things happen in the church all of the horrible things that happen in the world happen in the church and so what is your guys opinion on young couples that are doing this are they making right decisions are they actually i mean what do you think the struggles are i don't think there's necessarily one right mindset i mean there's different people and different couples can have different mindsets well, like for us, we had decided from like the moment we started dating that we weren't going to live together until we got married. There were going to be like relationship boundaries, stuff like that, because that's what, what we believed. Mm-hmm. Other people may not have those, and that's fine. I don't think we we what we've talked about is we don't want to like mentor either a dating couple or an engaged couple to try to get them to, to go down the path that we went down. We want them to go down the same path together because our end goal is to make sure that they have the best marriage between the two of them and God. Not necessarily like that they try to match someone else's marriage or try to match what we thought was best. So I don't think that, like, we believe that our mindset was best, but that was best for us. It may not be the best for someone else. Yeah. And just that even if you are in a different mindset, like what one of the biggest things that I've heard from lots of speakers and books that I've read and things that even if you are in a different mindset and like couples aren't happy with that, like you can always change. Like that's one of the biggest things that God tells us about relationships and about marriage is that if you're not happy with where you are, you're not stuck there. Like if you've had premarital sex, 
you're not stuck there. Like you can change and God will forgive you and you can start clean from here today on. And I think that that's one of the best things is that like as you are talking about relationships and especially young relationships where sometimes you aren't fully matured and you do have a ways down the road to go and to think about things and you might make rash decisions. I mean, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and God's always going to be there for you no matter where you might find your relationship, whether that be today or whether that be, you know, 20 years from now and you're unhappy. I mean, he'll pick you up where you're at. Yeah, and I, you know, and that's the, that's the great thing that I've found about faith is that, you know, that in all aspects of my life, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because it's been a struggle, you know, life is hard. Life is, nobody has it easy. We all have these struggles and, and troubles and challenges and we don't always make the right decisions to get out of them mm-hmm. you know and sometimes we take the easy ways you know sometimes we you know the peer pressure and the quick escape and, and those things and to realize that you can start fresh and, and start over and i think that the idea your idea of meeting these couples where they're at i think is is so nice because how often do you hear from especially non-believers that say oh they're going to make you do this or you have to do this listen you know i think that it's far more important for us to say we'll meet you where you're at and and you know kind of like you know you look at the bible the bible is a, a, a way that we should strive to live we all fall short of that mm-hmm. and we all fall short in different ways and it's not a hypocrisy it's not these things it's a guide for us for you to be able to maybe take a couple you know in my mind you take a couple where where one's a believer and one's not a believer that's a really hard place and what do you what do you do she comes in a believer and he doesn't and you say oh you better believe this and do this that's only going to drive them out probably put another spur in the relationship that really doesn't need to be there so I think that that's, that's a pretty nice way to, to look at that and to, to proceed. So, I mean, anything else that you'd like to tell anybody before, before we shut this thing down? Is there anything that, uh, any word of advice, anything that uh, you can give somebody and, and maybe, you know, let them know, maybe, maybe they are at a point where they just don't think things can change. They don't think things are working out the way they are, young couple thinking about getting married, get moving on, pursuing, I mean, any, any advice that you can give somebody? I mean, from those, the aspect where, you know, if you don't think it's working out, like there's a reason you got married in the first place. My best thought is to, to talk to someone else about it. Like, so to contact a mentor or even just another couple that you know. That has a good relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm, preferably yeah um just to kind of talk to them talk about the problems like just ignoring them is not going to do anything so if you actually talk about the problems and why you think it's not working try to recognize those and i don't really have much more advice i don't think yeah i mean just don't don't give up i think that that's a really easy thing Mm -hmm. and not that you know every divorce that happens in america is from people giving up i mean like you said divorce happens everything that happens in the outside outside of the church happens in the church and 
you know, if it's not working, then it might just be God's plan for that not to work anymore. But also, you know, God brought you together for a reason. And it's really important just to remember, just to listen to Him, truly, and to listen to His plan for your life together. And keep yeah. you together. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, one, of the, one of the neat things, one of the... You know, every every couple goes through ups and downs, mm-hmm. and uh, there was there was the book called Love Dare, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, my wife went through it and, and without did, telling did you the whole no, and did the whole thing on me. You know, I didn't even notice at first. It was amazing, um, and you know, it definitely kind of changed my heart and changed my mind and and got me really focused on how much she cares because yeah I, I didn't notice and then at the end you get this letter right and mm-hmm. I don't know if you read it or seen it but I got this letter at the end and it was pretty much like here's all of these things that has been bad you know all of these things that we've worked through but I love you and I'm gonna be here and I was like most of the time we don't we don't want to keep these things that show all of our negativity. You know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and I don't want a reminder of, of how I've mistreated my wife. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to get rid of that thing. Because sometimes you need a reminder, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can just open it up and it's there. You, you don't know? want it, but I'll, you need it. Yeah, I don't want it, but I need it. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Let you guys get back to your evening. And, and uh, thanks again for being with us. Thanks for having mm-hmm. us. hope you guys enjoyed listening to Libby and Mason talk a little bit about their relationship and just how they plan on keeping things moving forward in a positive direction. If you like what you hear, remember you can come and visit us on Facebook at the God Watch Podcast. You can stay connected online at godwatchlive.com. And remember, we always like to hear from you, so drop us a message, an email, anything, uh, and share it with your friends. Have a great day and be blessed.